I am Chris. And I'm Matt. Welcome to Roleplay Chat. We are two game masters who can't stop talking about role-playing games. And today we talk about one type of uh, time skip that we've experienced lately. And as always, we will focus in on roleplay to try to get better at it together. Yeah, and when I say we experience time skip, I'm talking I'm talking about inside the role-playing game, obviously, right? <laughs> um, I should have said that. But first, before getting into it, how are you doing, Matt? I'm I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm sorry I'm late again tonight, Chris. I had another uh, series of strange events that led to my TV just not working anymore. And uh, my wife and I decided to run to Costco to buy a TV. So that's why I'm a bit late. Um, Is it a good TV? Is it a big TV? It it's pretty big. It's pretty big. It's like not a fancy TV. We, we told ourselves technology goes too fast. So we rather replace this in like four years mm. or three years if, because it'll be outdated and, and spend like the bare minimum amount of money that we need to uh, not get all the bells and whistles and just. It's crazy. I bought yeah. mine, I don't know, through two years, three years ago. And like all the like 4k smart tv and all the technology led and well, i don't remember because like i said it was three years ago but i don't know it feels like they add things that you don't really perceive just to justify still charging the big price and i mean even the cheaper stuff now like the one that we got is a smart tv it connects to our google yeah. home it, it's like not, yeah I, I don't see why i would spend an extra five hundred dollars on the same i mean i guess it's arguably not the same thing but it like my eyes can't really perceive the difference between 60 to 100 refresh i don't know i don't know anything <laughs> about this stuff let's how about you chris how are you doing <laughs> i'm doing pretty good that's uh busy at work but uh role-playing life is still active so that's good i played the in the, my brother's game the ubus right campaign Saturday. Uh, right now we're shooting this. It's Monday, so yeah, it, it went. Uh, I was I was surprised. I mean, we all learn. Huh? Uh, I was I was playing. I, I just want to give a quick story. It's it was supposed to be an encounter that like was in my head very interesting because it started in one in place and then I expected them to like travel to another place. Not travel like run. For like a couple of rounds to another place and then there'd be a, another like jump in a more interesting encounter but the thing is my players just like ambush and like rushed it and i spent a combat that lasted i think four hours in basically a, a rectangle that was i don't know five by eight hmm. so i was like at the end i was like oh man this encounter was it was such a bad encounter design because I mean it was a good one if what I expected happened, but I kind of put myself in a situation where where the players had the possibility of just fighting in a box, and I was kind of disappointed in myself after. But then I the the players really liked it, and I mean that's what's count, I guess. I don't know. It's yeah, yeah, I have well, to I mean, adjust for my players. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, we will get a chance to talk about you know, combat design and, and mm -hmm. not just the types of enemies, right? That we're talking more about the, the environment and this, the, sure. the objectives of the enemies and things like this. But uh, let's maybe skip ahead to what we're going to talk about for oh. today, which oh. is doing time time skips. So let's, uh, and for you listening, the, the reason why we're talking about this is obviously because we've, we've recently had a game where we went through a lot of time a lot of time we, we went through what what about two months of 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 game time in i mean you a say a lot of, of time but like for some people that might not be a lot but yeah for us, yeah. It is. For us it's a lot of time it, you know I, we very rarely do time skips of this magnitude so to go through two months of you know quote unquote downtime in a matter of like a game and a half is is a pretty big jump for us. And I think it, it created some interesting, uh, a potential interesting conversation because I don't think it went exactly as planned for you. Right, Chris? Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> it never goes as planned, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean it, if, if I had to say like, how close was it to what I planned? I would say it was 
like 90%. So I would say it's still pretty close to what I plan. The, I guess there was some unforeseen consequences of this going like this. And I always tried to challenge myself and that was like me trying something new. Cause like we talk about time skip, but just maybe to start, we should say that it was not like a, like, oh, two months have passed. Like, that's not what we're talking about. It was, I wanted to do a, a two months pass, but I didn't want to do that. I didn't, cause I, in the past, the way I did time skip and we did a month and a half, not too long ago. Uh, what I did is I asked the players at the end of the game, what do you want to do during that time? People told me, then I wrote a like a text for each characters, um, each character, and I gave that to them, being like the consequences of what they tried to do, maybe with some checks. And then we go back to, it's been a month and a half. The problem this time is that the thing that people asked me to do were too interesting for me to just take the control of and write a text about it, like write a, a paragraph about it. I actually wanted to have the players play through it. So I told myself what I would do is I cut, <clears throat> I started writing everything I wanted to see and what the players told me. And I created a schedule because I, um, I have a calendar in my game. And I kind of placed the events that I wanted to see through a calendar. And I figured we would do, at, the, at first it was supposed to be one session of kind of going through. So it's totally, it's it's railroad in the sense that the events, like I'm placing the events. It looks a little bit like the improv game we tried about, uh, we, we talked about previously, which was your idea of like during the COVID, how can we play without getting together? So this is yeah. kind of like a hybrid of this. Yeah, that was, so for those of you listening who maybe you haven't, you haven't had a chance to, to hear our back catalog, that's episode 16 called the zero prep improv exercise and like chris is saying it it is a rather uh it's a rather railroaded you know game where there are scenes that are happening and you just kind of plop the players into these scenes now i mean for the purposes of of the game that you're talking about chris like you said we as the players identified events that we wanted to do in our downtime you know, oh, I want to go do this, or I want to level up here, or not level up. I want to learn this spell, or I want to, I want to build this, or whatever. Maybe build this relationship with another NPC. So we gave you the inspiration for this timeline, right? These these events starting from the beginning of the time lapse and going all the way to the end of the time lapse. So I and when you explained this to me, like, oh, you know, guys, I have this this basically this timeline of scenes that I'm going to present to you guys. I was really excited because to me, it was an interesting take on downtime. You know, I, I've always considered downtime and in, in the games I've played and I've run, it's always kind of been like, okay, like the game master is going to just read something out really quickly. Maybe there's going to be some leveling up taking place. Maybe there's going to be like some, some implicit, conversations like out of character about like oh i did this i did this oh i i talked to this character blah 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 and it kind of like just pushes it along and maybe that's because of like my general impatience with this kind of stuff so my my gut reaction when i'm game mastering is always to kind of try to get through it quickly because to me that's not or to me i used to consider it not really part of the fun in the game it was just kind of like the Mm -hmm. the, the things that you had to get done to get onto the next adventure. But it was really interesting the way you presented it to us and the way that we played through it. It, it felt a lot more engaging uh, than, than I expected. And it kind of added this extra flavor. Um, so, so I guess what I'm saying to those of you listening, there's a lot of ways to do downtime. There's a lot of way to do time skips. But today's episode is going to be focused on Chris's strategy and I guess a good place to start, we've kind of alluded to what you did, Chris, but maybe do you want to explain what you planned and how you planned it kind of in a very explicit way? We'll yeah, sure. So, so, um, so I guess the idea is kind of like show, don't tell. So don't like, you can write a text for sure, but this was more about 
showing the different interactions. So for instance, I knew that your character and another character would spend, uh, you told me you would spend three months on top of a mountain with some weird gnomes and some dwarves. Well, I knew that I, I wanted to solidify that relationship, for instance. So now I have to make a scene, like I created a scene. And when I say I created, I set, I set a scene up so that you guys can choose if you'd like to do a puffer fish moment or a scene um, together in that situation. And, and I, I, I kind of, so in my initial design, I made sure to alternate between players because I had two of my five players that were in one location and the other three were like traveling and doing other things. Um, so I had one limitation that was that I could not do infinite amount of interaction. There was one group of two players and one group of three players. So my objective there was to really establish, and one, uh, one of the character in the two players were, was a recently um, a new addition to the group. So I thought it was a good, good way of, of really tying him in the story. So the goal is to do a blueprint. So I had dates um, starting from one event and I was going through it and I was like, okay, now you move to this place and you camp at night. Would you like to have a scene there? And then they would say, oh, yes, I actually want to have the discussion. And that's kind of usual scene for like traveling, right? Mm -hmm. But then uh, you, uh, Matt, you were, your character was creating, was getting a, one of this, actually his first staff, like his own staff built. Well, you getting your staff was something that I could have just said, Diedrich got a staff. But I'd much rather be like, okay, now the dwarf present you your staff. I do a description. Someone's there to interact, to react to you getting your staff. So it's a lot of those events that are important, but are really localized and are like very localized in a big timeline. Like this mm -hmm. event is one event that like, yes, it was a two month time skip, but during that week, probably not much else happened. I think for you in that week, there was the staff and maybe you witnessed like the, the dwarf, dwarven wedding that happened during that week. Uh, so it was two scenes, but it, it kind of shows a progression of time. I think kind of like a montage, actually. It's like a montage of everybody during a month and a half. Yeah, yeah. And you really had the spotlight like bounce right from one character to another in... <laughs> Or at least that was that the was intention. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that it's really cool. And sorry, I interrupt you. W were you done explaining the? Well, uh, I'm. I mean, I'm kind of debating here how much detail I need to go in to for the listener. Like, I could go through the exact thing of like, oh, well, there was. Uh, I wanted to do one of my players had a big was afraid the whole last combat, and I knew he had a lot of issues to deal with. Well, I chose that that level up was him talking to his God because he's kind of a cleric. So he had a communion with his God. But that was my input. That was not him asking me, I want to talk to my God. That was like me seeing that moment as a possible cool moment. And but he did. A, he did say yeah. like, I, I, I think my character should reflect on yeah. being scared in that fight and not doing anything. So like, it, it wasn't just you imposing this character growth on us right no, was, no, 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 yeah. just to make that clear to the listeners it was very much that each player gave input and then you kind of spiced that input into uh into an interactive almost like drama montage like you're saying which is which is yeah kind of I, th I think a drama montage is actually a good a good way to put it and it's it was really structured in the sense i was like okay now it's been 17 days and I, w I was telling you at the beginning like you guys can like interrupt me anytime you want to be like actually before i go to that place i'd like to do that other thing and then we'll act it out it's just my goal is to not just skip over everything um, like, for instance, another thing that happened just before the time skip, one of the characters found, found a griffin egg. So the idea was, like, you need to figure out what you're going to do with that egg. It's going to hatch, like, soon. Well, there was a... I told the guys, everybody, like, we're going to do a two-month or a month and a half. Like, it's like a month and three-quarter time skip. <laughs> um, 
so you'll need to figure out what you do. So there was a scene for that character to kind of figure it out. And actually that player was kind of like, I don't know it's, if it's going to break like what you had planned. And then he invented an NPC in his backstory that wasn't there before. He just said, this used to be my fiance. Uh, and then he invented a whole thing with, in his backstory. And I was like, it's fine. Like it's, it's not railroaded in the sense that I remove agency. It's just that I take whatever you told me that you were going to do to be what you were going to do. And instead mm -hmm. of just like skipping it, we're going to explore it together and see the reaction of everybody. And that allowed me to also put scenes that you weren't expecting through that. And maybe we can talk about that at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I would like to go back and, and touch on something that you said, Chris, about how, you know, you you kind of planned it to, you'd give little descriptions of like, okay, so you're getting your staff. Do you want to engage with this scene or not? Okay, now there's the wedding. Do you want to engage with this scene or not? Now you're traveling along the road and you, you know, you see two guards at the top of the watchtower. Do you want to engage? So it, it was very much, uh, we didn't have to bite on everything either, which I thought also gave the players, or at least gave the players the impression that, you know what, I want to focus on this. Or oh, I, I just had a scene that went in a different way than I expected it to, so the the next scene maybe isn't as relevant as it you know i had thought it was going to be in, in in the past um mm. so so in terms of role play this gives us the opportunity to pick and choose the things that we want to construct into our character's narrative uh and another thing that i thought was kind of fun to do about this was because we were doing it all together right we were doing it as the meta knowledge would be shared with everybody listening and watching the scenes. It kind of felt like a little movie night. Like it, mm -hmm. it felt like even if it wasn't my turn to be in a scene, I get to sit back and watch these other characters interact and grow, react in a, in a way that, um, that maybe is unexpected. And then using that information later, we come back together I can now ask them about what they did and like see the difference in how they answer because it's their character <laughs> talking or, um, you know, maybe there's subtleties that they share or they don't want to share. So, so to me, that was a lot of fun too, because knowing what the, what the true answer is as a player and then having your character be told one thing or like interact in a different way is also really interesting. It, it like, Again, it's meta, but it's it's kind of fun. It's kind of neat to be a spectator. Yeah, and that, that actually sparked a conversation at the end of the game where there was one other thing. Like, I'm kind of jumping a little bit here, but like, there was one other thing that one character w wanted to do. But before, because we're missing a player, we were like, "Well, we'll wait next time." But at the same time, we want to get the move on the story. And then someone said, "Maybe we can just you can, you guys can do it outside of the game." And for some players, they like that to be just like, well, maybe you guys can do it on your time. And then next time we, we get to start right in the action. By the same time, I had three other players who, like, I don't want to say stood up, but like, who started saying, well, no, it's fun to be there. Like you said, like to have that meta knowledge to actually witness these scenes, even if my character is not there. Because it's at this point, people are fan of other players and of the other players, other characters' story. So, yeah. Um, one of my main focus also was the passage of time. Like I said, there was the griffin that started with an egg and then grew up. And at the beginning, being like a baby griffin, it was kind of useless for me in the story to have a baby griffin. You just need to take care of it. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I like showing this relationship that it grows. So to, to do snapshots in the evolution until we get to like the month and a half, two month griffin, where it starts to be actually, uh, I don't want to say useful, but like not too much of a burden for the for the player. Because, um, I mean, we had a whole campaign that took a month to do. So that would mean all that time the griffin would just be a baby, you know? And yeah, I mean, there was yeah. someone's birthday too. Someone got older, which you don't 
see often, I think, in role-playing games. Yeah, it's fun to have like concrete things that indicate the passage of time. Uh, yeah. It, it kind of creates these milestones for us to kind of keep track of. Um, something that you also alluded to was kind of building relationships between characters. I, I think that this is something that our table tries to do in all circumstances. Mm -hmm. But one of the big benefits I really see about time skips, especially in the way that you did it, Chris, uh, is that a time skip allows for a relationship to implicitly be built a little bit stronger, right? Like you can say that these two characters spent three weeks at the top of a mountain, you know, finding mushrooms together. And those it, it, it's those mundane moments that in real life, when you have mundane moments with someone, and you have dramatic moments with someone, it's, it's the combination of those two that help build a relationship. So for the characters to live through that, maybe even have, you know, role-playing scenes with one another, some of them mundane and some of them more in intense, uh, the, the time skip gives you this platform to do it more naturally, right? Because in, in a game, in a couple of nights, the whole time might be at the bottom of the dungeon fighting monsters. There, there's no time to reminisce about that time you were, you know, looking at the stars or mm -hmm. having a hard time start starting the fire. Like it's just doesn't feel as natural. So, yeah, uh, or, or it's or it's it's hard in a short time to justify a big shift in relationship. Mm -hmm. Where mm -hmm. if you do like where, like for instance in, in in that scenario with those two characters you're you're a wizard and the guy is a witch hunter and he always has been um, reluctant to like trust you mm -hmm. but now something just happened to kind of trigger that maybe so the first scene would have been like him being like asking you to explain how magic works more so that he can maybe see the positive in this. And then if you can, sh if you want to shift that relationship to like a trust relationship so that you have group cohesion and everything, you do one or two scenes for in the duration of a month and a half that explain this progression. And then you don't have the thing where you just, I feel sometimes in D&D &D, you play. I mean, I guess every role playing games, but like, I don't know what, it happened more to me in D&D. Where you're just like, ah, actually, this relationship I don't really like. Let's just switch it. Let's just change it. You know, and then you just decide mm -hmm. that you feel differently about another character. Well, I would encourage to see if you can do a time skip where you do a scenes and you force events to make that more part of the narrative to feel more organic and feel more complete, more realistic. I think there's a lot to gain from that. And it enriches the relationship between those characters, right? You're not just buddy-buddy. Now there's this past that you have together where, oh, maybe there was this confrontation. And then you can you can kind of skip past the, you know, the two characters maybe being frustrated at one another. Yeah. Because you need them to trust each other in the middle of combat. But if it's over a period of a couple of weeks, several weeks, and you can you want to skip through that time but still have it exist in the, back, in the background and the existence of those characters, th this is the perfect way to add that depth to their, you know, to the relationship of the characters. So it's, and, and of course you need to, I think, have this understanding that all the players want that. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. it, uh, it's good, I think. It, it makes for really cool role-play scenes. Like, even if we stretch this example further, um, if before the time skip, maybe there was a little bit of animosity between two characters, and then after the time skip, they're buddy-buddy, or they seem to have moved past it, the other characters can also notice that, and can also engage that uh, shift in, in, in the relationship, which, which gives even more role-play opportunities for everybody at the table. Yeah, I, I kind of, I'm looking forward to it, to exactly that, to, to kind of have this shift between you and the witch hunter, and then to have the other players witness that now, like the witch hunter was really close to the priest, but now he's creating new links of trust within the party. 
and I'm really looking forward to seeing this in the action, you know? Yeah, exactly. And the same can be said to, to a, a reverse relationship, right? Not to say betrayal, because that's not where I'm going with this, but there could be, like, for instance, we have two characters in our party who grew up as best friends and mm -hmm. they get along, like, they've always got each other's back. Well, it, it could also be interesting to see the opposite happen, right? Where maybe there's a little bit of a fallout. Maybe, maybe in the time skip, one of them does something that upsets the other. Mm -hmm. Now they they have this um, this point of what's the word? Um, disagreement. Yeah, this point of disagreement that maybe comes up later, and it, again, it mm -hmm. creates something for the rest of the party to kind of like feed into or feed off of and and it grows organically I'm, and i'm not saying that specifically for our game chris but i'm for those of you yeah, listening no. mm -hmm. it, it could be you know you can use time skips not only to advance character growth in terms of like their levels and their skills and the world but the relationships between those characters um, yeah and again this, yeah and i think this is where and i'm not saying doing the texting is not like writing a paragraph is not good because I've done it multiple times. But if you if your players are like, oh, you know what, we've always been good friends, it would be cool to have like a point of disagreement because it, it again, it's drama. You need you need drama, you need conflict and resolution. Maybe like we would like to, to have conflict, but we don't want to just find like you know a stupid reason in the middle of a combat of like, oh, you took my kill or whatever, right? So mm -hmm. let's mm -hmm. let's let's force it. And by force it, I mean, let's create it together. So those two players choose to have like a fallout, uh, maybe not a fallout, maybe a disagreement. And then we'll do the scene. I put it in my time skip at a, in my blueprint of the, the evening. And I just put the situation and then they can act it out and they can surprise the other players. Cause, and I think that's one thing that we're, this group is very strong is they like, also the idea of like keeping cards close to their chest so that when the scene happens they can do like it's going to be entertaining for the other players to witness you know so yeah, to have those yeah. two players maybe prep this drama so that they can later show the other players i think would be perfectly in the time skip because otherwise it would be a sentence in a in a text and I keep saying text. I'm, I'm, is that the right word? I, I don't. I don't mean like a, like a cell phone text. I mean, a text. yeah, like a like a prepared text. Prepared text. <laughs> a, a paragraph. Um, yeah. So I think I think there's a lot. So so I guess what we're getting at, or at least what I'm getting at, is if you're doing if you're skipping time, and you're writing this out, either you're a player or a game master, it doesn't really matter, and you're like, this could be scenes. This I would like to see that, or we could role play that, and that would be it. Would it would not just be mundane. So if it's like, oh, I spent a month in a tavern, okay, that's maybe one scene if you want to. But if there's a lot of events that you want to skip rapidly through it because either there's no combat, or there's just a lot of traveling, or a lot of waiting around for like recovering of wounds or for crafting or stuff like that, just skip through it but get the gems and do a blueprint of this. And for me, I really liked having the calendar because it was inspiring for me to see, oh, it's that character's birthday, which was actually previously established. And, oh, it was um, the day of mystery. The day of mystery in Warhammer is kind of the day where the bad moon is stronger and the bad thing happens. I saw that it was that day in my calendar. I'm like, I'm going to do something with that. And then I, I took some, I, some, some exposition, some uh, seeding, some plot hooks, and I tried to like create a mystery with it because it's called a day of mystery, and like have everybody there have their moment on that day. That that I, I'm talking about calendar now, but you could do events like that even without a calendar for sure. Yeah, the calendar just kind of helps to like plan it out, like you said, Chris, to have you know certain events happen at the beginning and then have other ones happen at the end, and maybe have like a, a uh, an array of options to go forward in the blueprint. Um, yeah. Did you consider sharing the blueprint with us, or did you? I, I guess I'm asking if 
because you didn't did -hmm. you consider sharing it with us and like did you weigh the pros and cons like why why didn't you share it with us yeah that's interesting Uh, and that's an interesting question uh i I knew every, I, I think every player kind of knew where they were going because I was doing what they told me. Because the, the previous game, I kind of assumed I was going to write a text uh, pra- paragraph. So I asked for the next month and a half, and people told me. So yeah. everything was kind of, so I felt like people had enough information to know where they were going without me making the decision. It's like you already made the decision. We're just going through it now. Uh, but the reason I didn't explicitly, like, I don't know, like give you a blueprint of here's the order of the scenes or whatever is because there was some surprises in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was, like I said, the day of mystery, which I guess I could have written day of mystery, but I think it's better to be just have you roll a lore check and be like, oh, you know, this is, and then I give you a little bit of exposition on what the day of mystery is. And and then I show you again, it's show don't tell, right? I show you what the effect that can have on everybody. And and then for one thing that I did, and that kind of ties to your question, I wanted to have one of the villain, I'll say ambush, but it's not a combat ambush. It's like a social interaction, social encounter ambush you. And I guess Xavador, but it was mostly to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I needed you, and that was kind of like very, uh, it was challenging for me because I wanted him to be there, but it needed to feel, again, organic, to, to feel realistic. And one one of my concerns, and you didn't bring it up during the, the, the game, which was, because of the situation, I think was 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 normal is that you were on a camping uh camping site where you were camping so i assume someone would be on guard during the night and i just the guy just ambushed and managed to beat the guard basically yeah um that i was concerned with i was really concerned with because it was kind of railroady it was kind of removing a little bit of the agency and it just happened that the player that was that I decided was on guard because again I cannot be like skipping a month and a half and then on one night I'm like Matt, what are your round shift for the night? Like yeah, obviously yeah. <laughs> you'll know some things about to happen. So I don't have the luxury of like when you travel maybe you're the kind of game master that every night asks for round shift and do rolls to create tension and maybe some of them. Like nobody shows up, so there's no problem. But you you still have the tension of rolling for perception check, perception perception check. I tend to not do that. I tend to treat it like traps, where I assume someone is there, and when someone something's about to happen, I roll to see if you witness it before, kind of deal. Yeah, um, and I think in the time skip, even if you are the kind of game master who normally asks every single night, do you guys have guards up? Can't. I'm I'm not sure you're gonna be doing that in a in a two three month time skip, right? You're gonna you're not gonna have enough time to to do that mm-hmm. kind of check every single night. The players are are out camping or what have you. Um, yeah. So my way of like lowering your defense for that was to have the other group who was doing the same travel a month before. I stop at the same campsite in my head, like oh, you have to stop between those two ha- those two villages because there's nothing there. And then they have a scene during the campsite so that when you guys get there, you just assume I'm doing the same thing, but actually the scene is the guy ambushing you, mm-hmm. you know? So there was concerns like this of like, why did I not share? I did not share because there was events that I didn't want you to know about. I mean, I could have put like camp and en- encounter. But I think knowing exactly what's going to happen is one I feel it removes a little bit of the fun of it. And two, depending on your action, you could have, like you said before, have one interaction that changed what you wanted to do, and then you go totally left. And mm-hmm. that kind of happened. I had some interaction, some encounter, not encounters, but some some of the events that I just passed because either pacing, uh, we were getting at the end of the night, 
or just it was not relevant because the, the person like the, the person with the griffin for instance who invented the whole npc was kind of modified a lot of my of what i had prepped which is totally fine you have to expect that yeah yeah, yeah. cool um maybe we can talk about i'm actually curious to see like in terms of what cons would you have found because i think we talked a lot about like the positive side of it but i think i'd be curious to know like on your side as a player what maybe were kind of the weakest point of this strategy um well well something that i often worry about in time skips and i think it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to avoid is when players kind of start to i don't know how exactly to say this but like start to come up with a whole bunch of different ideas or try to abuse the time skip and, and i don't oh, yeah. I, I, by no means do i am i saying that we did this but mm -hmm. you know sometimes people try to get away with doing a lot more in a time skip than somebody else so i i'm always worried especially when i game master a time skip i'm always worried that one person ended up getting like an unequivalent amount of stuff out of the the time skip compared to somebody else um I, so i think when you by by having these scenes premeditated to a certain degree you avoided that uh, but I think that was one of the weaknesses here was that players might have felt the need to try to still do it, but like it 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 became very obvious, I think, when not when it was a different scene, but like for instance, the the character like you said who 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 created something in their background and and went to meet uh, someone in their background it it, it it didn't feel like it had the same gravitas, I think, as some of the other scenes. Like if, if we compare the scene of of him meeting his ex-fiance for the first time in a while to one of the scenes where you know you had that communion with the god, or you had the the me in that hostage situation, those scenes were like A plus scenes. Mm -hmm. Whereas that one, it, it felt more improvised. So I, yeah. I think when the players want to break out of that mold and get something different out of the out of the time skip than maybe they had originally expressed, that it, you know, the quote unquote, not the quality, because I, that that sounds overly harsh, mm -hmm. but like I, I think you know what I mean, right? Like it just yeah, it yeah. didn't feel uh, the same. It didn't have the same drama to it. It didn't have the same gravitas and I, I don't really I'm, I'm not pretending to know how to how to resolve that i mean no but i think you're totally right is if if they if they tell me something and they do something else then they there might be a cost and they might not even know that cost like like it's not a big spoiler but like for randall who was the person who invented this whole thing i had planned that getting back home they would have met the refugees which his dad was in with the group of refugees so i thought his big scene would have been talking with his dad because there's a lot of conflict there um but instead he created that whole thing with the other npc which i had to totally improv yeah and and i and i i like it and, I, and he wrote in his backstory and like I think it's going to be interesting, and I love having those kind of, like, of 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 NPC that I didn't create, but are part of like who makes like for you. You have Bianca, who was kind of like caused by your own actions in the story, mm -hmm. and is kind of like defining for your character. Um, so so I like that, but yeah, yeah, like you said, there, there's a cost of maybe it's not as impactful as anything else that was that was prepared, and maybe something to mention when we talked about like how did I prep it one of the main thing was like i took every character and i made sure one to have a good spread have it the blueprint was going from one to the other also but also have those big scenes 
be kind of on the same level. And I mean, obviously, sometimes your spotlight is bright, shiner, shinier, shiner. I don't know, more <laughs> intensely on one of the on the character. For you, you were kind of at the end of your arc, so that villain interaction was not of your arc, of one of your quests, let's say, was kind of like the close, where for one of the other character was actually the opening of his quest, you know? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I, I, I'm not ready to say it's a con, but another thing that I noticed that'll be interesting to see in the coming games is I, I felt like, especially because we were split up, I, I felt like there was this obligation for my character to, as soon as I saw the other players, to like tell them a whole bunch of stuff, um, because you know, like we're friends, our characters. I want I want the relationship to to stay positive, and I want to build that relationship up with the others that my character didn't get to spend that you know two months with. So I'm, I'm I, I feel like there was a little bit. And there is going to be a little bit of catch-up that needs to happen. And I'm a little bit yeah. worried about... Like, I, it, I don't want it to become redundant either. Like, I don't want to have to repeat the same thing to three different characters in three different scenes over the course of the next, you know, three or four games that we play when the timeline is, is much shorter. Yeah. Because think, it, it, it'll get repetitive, it'll, it won't be fun. So it's trying to f strike that balance that might be a bit of a challenge. And I don't know if the other players are, are, are experiencing the same. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you're in a specific position because you have visions and stuff like that that you don't want to have to repeat the same thing multiple times. And I think that the, the quick fix of that is to just say, I tell you about the thing I... Like, now you know what your... Now your characters know what the player knows, and you kind of did that last game. Uh, and that's time skip is a good time to be to to do that to be like during that time I tell you basically all those things and later when you need to be like, like the characters like do I know that or the player says that then we can be like well actually in the month and a half you spend there was one evening where you shared this information with him for instance for me the part that I have trouble with uh, and I actually have the same problem in my other game is what do people know and what do people don't know. You know, it's not really the fact of repeating multiple times. I, anyway, as a game master, for me, my concern is more like you gave that really important information about maybe your intention with, I'm going to put, it's not exactly what happened, but like your intention with black magic. And then one of the, two of the characters know. But then you have two weeks between two games and like, or with the COVID, like there was a long, like you forget, you know what you know. Like, the, the player knows what he heard. But he's like, did I hear that as my character or as myself? And then it becomes a game of, like, did I tell him that? Did, do I know that information? Have I met that person? You, you know, like, that's the problem of always having that meta-knowledge. And it's not that the players want to do it. It's, it, it kind of becomes this, this problem. And I think the solution... I mean, the, the fast solution I can think about is just having a list of, I would write all the information I have, just like a, 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 a one-word thing, but there would be a column of, like, I know this, and a column of, I don't know this. <laughs> but that's, that's for, like, if you care about that stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're right. There's, there was a lot of information uh, available, you know, to the people that were there listening and, and participating and whatnot so yeah it might might prove to be a challenge especially if we don't play for a month or two like i mm -hmm. i hope it's not gonna be that long but w with like you're saying with covid and things are getting worse so it's, it's hard to it's hard to know for sure when we're gonna play next um and actually another you know con and this is by no means uh, your fault, Chris, but something that I think really affected that game. The main thing. The main thing was that one of our players didn't show up. Uh, you know, he had, he had another commitment and he, he wasn't able to make it. Mm -hmm. that, that creates its own set of challenges. 
um, what do you think was the biggest issue there and the, and how you overcame it? Yeah. How I overcame it. Well, um, so the biggest issue for me was that first he, he, he was not supposed to miss the game. He was supposed to arrive late at the game, but it turned out to be too late to even come to the game. And that's not like, it's not a big deal. It's just for me, for my prep, I, I kind of pushed, like I said, I spread the interaction evenly and it was the, the witch hunter who was with you. So I kind of said, sorry, Matt, but what we're going to do is we're, it's, it's not going to be evenly placed. We're going to have like an hour, maybe an hour and a half of the other group. And then we'll come back and I'll try to like spread it. But you'll be more concentrated in the second half, I guess, or like past the, the half, the, an hour and a half. And you're like, that's fine. No problem. But then after two hours, two hours and a quarter, I think. And, and then we learned that he was not going to be there. Then I had to like, okay, now I have to go back to this and I don't have the main players to interact with you. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, there was NPCs and, 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 and important NPCs uh, that you had relationship with. So we could role play, like we, we were able to role play together. But so what's the problem? The problem is because I thought there was a delay, then there was problem with my, my spread. N knowing that the other character, the other player, I was not going to be there from the start. I would have adjusted that problem more, but there was a limitation of you were kind of stuck role playing with me with NPCs and not the other players. Yeah, had you known? I, I, I actually I wonder had you known that he wasn't going to be there, mm -hmm. would we have changed a little bit about you, you, even what happened in that downtime? Because. I think so, yeah. Because part of, you know, part of the reason why we had my character stay up there and a lot of the situation that surrounded my character staying at the top of the mountain for a long period of time and basically being isolated from the others, there was a whole bunch of things that caused that to happen. But obviously we fabricated that or you, you fabricated that scenario mm -hmm. and like fluffed the the amount of time that we needed to spend together so that our characters could grow closer. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder maybe my character wouldn't have, would have never even stayed up top there. Maybe the mm -hmm. whole party would have stayed in that Dwarven mountain for a longer time. I, I don't know. And I'm sorry, listeners, I'm, I'm, I'm dropping random context things that you probably don't know about, but, but basically we split the party, I think intentionally. Yeah. And it, it, it kind of didn't, I'm not sure if it had the payoff we expected it to because it, we can't tell yet, I, I yeah. suppose, because we haven't played with, with the Witch Hunter yet. But um, Yeah, I think in, I still have in my notes that the first thing when you two players, like you, Map and the player of the Witch Hunter, get back together, like I want you guys to establish what you told each other and what the new state of the relationship is a little bit like a normal time skip because yeah. we didn't have the luxury of doing those scenes. And now we could go back and do those scenes. We did it in the past in the improv game, like the timeline, we go back and forth and it doesn't like, it's kind of flashbacks and stuff. Uh, but right now I think everybody's at, cause we did that for two games. So everybody's in this kind of a, a state of like wanting more like action and exploration. Cause mm -hmm. we did a lot of role play because we were playing outside and with the maps, it's a little bit more troublesome. So we were going like heavy role play. We hadn't played in a while. So we kind of got it out of their system. So I think we're going to need to, because he wasn't there to be just like, okay, let's just establish the, uh, the point we're at right now and move on from that. So I think in a story, it, it's, it will still have an effect because the Witch Hunter was at the point, I think, where we need to have, evolved that relationship between the witch hunter and the mm -hmm, wizard. Mm -hmm. so, so I think it was still, it, it, it's still going to give us that. For me, in terms of organization, I think I would have put a more interesting scene at the top of the mountain with one of my NPC. I would have probably prepared something a little bit more involved in, in the first part of the game. Because I assume you guys were going to do your own yeah. scene. You know, I didn't have to do a lot. I, 
I, I assume you guys had things in your backstory, not just backstory, but like in the past events and stuff to role play about that I didn't really have to like give you a subject, you know, but for my NPC, I kind of needed to. So it would have definitely affected my prep so that you feel more evenly engaged during during the during the game. And maybe you would have come down the mountain faster. Maybe. Yeah. yeah to get yeah. like connected with the other to have maybe a scene at the end or two with the others instead of finishing with meeting them. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be yeah, it'll be good to see that relationship evolved and that, that's kind of what beginning of this episode right we were saying it time skips are great for for that exact purpose um which it was like you like you're saying it was kind of what you were banking on for there to be a couple of scenes that fed into one another um yeah and you have to like maybe to close the i think we're pretty close to the end here of, of what we want to talk about today um I think two things I would say is one, obviously it's not the only way to do it. And I think you need a specific kind of situation to utilize this like drama montage. Mm -hmm. And two, you need a buy-in from the players. I, I, I'm lucky that we've played enough. I feel like I've, I've gained the trust of, and we've talked about trust in the past, but like I've gained the trust of my players enough to be like, Hey guys. And that's what I did at the beginning. I'm trying something today. Um, I think it's going to be cool. It might be like too much role play and it might fall flat and then we'll learn and grow, whatever. But but I think it's pretty cool. And people were like, yeah, let's try this. Like people are open to the idea and even maybe to... Actually, no, I'm going to pass the, the, the ball to you first before I get to the na next last subject I want to talk about. But... Uh... So, yeah, well, I mean, I, I do have a little bit to say there, and, yeah. and I think for those of you listening, maybe uh, who maybe you, know, you tell yourself, oh man, I, I would really love for there to be more role play at my table. I would really love to be able to do cool scenes between characters, um, but I'm not sure my players are there yet. I actually think that something like this, like a mm -hmm. montage like this, is actually more structured and easier for your players to experiment with than having them kind of just go free reign. Okay, you're in the you're in the town square. Have at it. Like that's yeah. more intimidating. These montages because they're so much more structured and as the game master you can really control the setup and the like you know when you when the camera fades to black you, you can really focus in and give the players a structure to do those 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 role play scenes with an NPC or with with one another. So if you're listening and you think, "Wow, I'd, I'd really like to try role play," this might be actually a great place to start. Um, and if you if you do need a little bit of help understanding the scene setup and and what kind of logistics might you know, be involved in all of that. I'll plug, I'll go back and plug again that improv game episode from last season. I think I said it was episode 16. Now I'm forgetting. Um, yeah, episode 16. Obviously, you can ignore the components related to like the improv piece and, you know, jumping back and forth and putting time limits and all that. You can ignore all of that. But the setup of like explaining the scene, explaining the characters, explaining the environment, you can certainly try to you know incorporate into this kind of time skip thing yeah and i think it touched on a lot of subject we've talked about like the i mean the buffer fish moment a little bit but it's so controlled that you don't even need this like structure that we gave to the buffer fish moment to like buffer fish moment is kind of like creating a scene it's like the rolling initiative for combat but the equivalent for a role-playing game uh, for the for the role-play scenes um but we talked about gift giving, right? Uh, that touches on that too, I think, because you're part of the scenes that might be the focus of, of another player, so you have to witness this. It, it, there's a lot of like role play, like to to have the scenes of of this blueprint of time skip to have those scenes be interesting. You have to have a certain level of role play because, like you said, every time I'd be like, okay. Like one of my thing was literally, it's the first day of autumn now, like in the calendar. 
like, do you want to talk? Like, do you want to want a scene about that? And we skipped that one because like, it was not interesting and it was not really meant to be like a scene. But if you're like, oh, you uh, you get your staff, do you want to interact with that? And your player is like, nah, not really. I'm I'm fine. I get my staff. Okay. Uh, your telescope is built, or you you witness a wedding, uh, and I do like maybe a little intro description, and I'm like, what would you like to do? And oh, I'm fine. Like someone that maybe doesn't want to engage with the role play, then this time skip is like you don't get you don't have the buy-in. So if you want to use it, like Matt said, as like an introductory tool, I think you need if you don't have that buy-in implicitly, you have to say it at the beginning. Or maybe not making it optional and say like someone comes to you and start talking to you now role play with me you know you yeah yeah sorry i should have i should have said that more explicitly but yeah you're gonna want to take the the instructions of the, the improv game where mm -hmm. you're, you're really setting a scene and saying okay this character's in it and this character's in it and you're interacting about this have at it go and like you know, have the have the two players engage with one another. Um, obviously, if you if you leave it too open ended, and it's, no one ever role plays, well, they're they're not going to do it without the support. But but I think this could be a great way to have that structure that they might need to get started. For sure. And if you're listening to this, uh, I think I, I I would personally really like if if you try it. Maybe you tried it in the past. I mean, I'm sure it's not <laughs> it's not the first time that someone thinks about that. But if you tried it in the past, how what worked, what didn't work, or if you try it now, uh, I think there's a lot of gain uh, that can happen. So I I really like to know. So I guess I'll go with the with the end here. <laughs> am, I go, am I going with the end? Let's let's just plug the thing right now. We have an email that's contactroleplaychat.gmail.com. Or you can contact us at Twitter. That's at roll underscore play underscore chat. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, maybe we could do a little wrap up of, yeah, of what we talked about today. Mm -hmm. So so in conclusion, we talked about time skips, but a very specific format, right? Time skips can be a lot of things. They can be done in a lot of different ways. But the way that Chris, there's a way that Chris, uh, I, I, I honestly invented because I'm sure other people have, have tried this, but basically creating a blueprint where he engaged all of the all of the players at the table to come up with things that they wanted to do in that time period. Um, and then he presented it to us. Yeah, and I had basically two or three sheets of, of scenes, of description, of setup, and I let the, the party um, have, have at it, have their scenes. And we've talked about the fact that this was based on their suggestion of what they wanted to have done during maybe the, the month and a half, two months. Obviously, it could be two years. could be as much as time as you want. It would just change the scale. Um, but we plan, We talked about there's some maybe cons that can happen with that. We really liked it. But for instance, missing one player was one of the things we, um, we saw had a, maybe a bigger effect than usually mm -hmm. because of the way it was set up. So be careful with that. And some of the pros, obviously, are that you can create some really cool scenes. You can build up and release tension and drama between characters and relationships. You can obviously do all of the other great stuff that time skips, you know, help with traveling distances, leveling up characters, learning new skills, with the added bonus that you get the characters and the players to, you know, have interesting dramatic moments in a realistic time frame that maybe it's hard to achieve otherwise. Yes, very well said. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> and I guess that's it. So thanks for listening, everybody. If you know if you're listening on iTunes, we really appreciate the five star review. If you like our content and you think other people at your gaming table would also enjoy these conversations, please, please uh, share our episodes with us. Uh, you can back catalog and send them some of the, the more popular stuff or you can you know send them to the beginning of of of, of all of our content or episode zero we just actually reshot the intro didn't we chris yeah we did and we also have the the wrap-up of season one which is kind of again i'm going to use the word blueprint blueprint we kind of went through what was the popular episodes and what was the 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 good takeaway of season one so that's a good episode to, to listen and then go back to season one and 
and kind of figure out which subject are more interesting for you. Today was more of like, like let's chat about an experience. Some of them are a little bit more tip oriented. Um, but yeah, that's, that's part of the day. Yeah. So thanks for listening and great chatting with you, Chris. Always great, Matt. Let's call it a chat.